0: The county
1: from it's jacks What up, dollars? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex-Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to poking up They just but listen, son. Now you leaking that future, huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Hawke uh, would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga plus biggie smalls was just minding his business show smoking an optimal somebody got to drop the homie biggie has got to go and they couldn't stop it no i wish that they could yeah the world needs change but man i wish that we would so what the long frown a man hung from a four pound his blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound his mama sitting at the wake hoping the lord's found another dead another gone now damn
0: Another man done
1: gone from the county. From uh-huh. another man Cheer. done gone. George you said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it the flaws. Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a bottle, does dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Fire On this track like a fucking thunder cat. Plus, this mic is bleeding, roll Ho, this shit is a no no, rolling in that low low. Plus, I'm from that baltimore. Need a folk folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, and we so so, sitting with the flow. Somebody got a roll, boat. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so too much love for the fame. Just to go broke, you said that like I had the rap game in the trope car. No I think I got the whole world in a rope though. Gotta think a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know,
2: maybe welcome back to the insanity check podcast it's your host chris here still here still alive somehow we're still so getting through uh i would say uh we're so this is the end of june so this is year six of um the decade that is 2020 um somehow still here um today on you know, today's insanity check i'm being joined by joy how are you doing joy
3: I'm good. I'm trying to recount when was the last time I was a guest on the Insanity Check, and I feel like it's been a year, over a year at least.
2: I don't think it's been over a year but since I'm only, the problem is uh, it feels like it, it feels like that one because 2020 has been so long and two because I'm only doing one show a month at this point <laughs> it, so it feels like it's it's been longer than it might have, but then maybe it we would have probably been, it would have been after, probably after San Diego later in the year no,
3: or actually, no. That's what you know. That you're right. No, we did an award season. We did an award season podcast.
2: Mm, there we go. We did. Okay. We
3: did one in the winter. So yeah, no. It's been it's been under a year, but but maybe the insanity I, check.
2: You know, I, I know we've done some some movie stuff, but maybe the insanity check. Maybe it has been that long.
3: Yeah, insanity check. Yes, like I my concept of time is really is really terrible though because like my birthday is next month, and I looked and I was like, huh. That's a concept. Like <laughs> I just don't know anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's um. There's so much going on right now. It's 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 just there's a lot. It's just like the concept of time. Like when I think about what happened at the beginning of this month, and then where we got at the end of the. That's what that's the, the, the that's why I've started doing. You guys have noticed I started doing the insanity check at the end of the month, just because I feel like they're basically yearly recaps of what happened in the entire year of the month. That is whatever month we we're in in 2020 because so much happens in a month it's ridiculous like trying to go back and look at what to talk about it's like I, I, do i even want to deal with this right now it's like it's just it's so much it's, it's so much um but um yeah, there is just I don't know. it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're on here. Like I said, we're actually gonna be it's 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 weird. You know, I don't talk to you for a while and then we end up doing like back to back. I think on Tuesday we're gonna be talking about the Five bloods for a spoiler review. Yeah,
3: so I'm gonna yeah, hopefully we are. watch it. The day, I'm excited. So. Yeah, it's been a it has been a while since I've spoken to Chris. We've like hit each other up back and forth once in a blue moon via text and or DMs, but like I haven't spoken to you in a billion years. <laughs> right.
2: It's just like it's it's just cuz I feel like the is, is the same with everybody when you when you run it when you talk to them it's like how you been you're just like I'm surviving <laughs> you know yeah. it's like I'm yeah I'm 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 alive you know it's just it just it just gotten to that point where you know it this this year has just felt like it's just a lot if a lot was a year it would be this year
3: yeah my my usual act the answer to how how's it hanging or like how you have been holding up is honest like i'll just be like i'm not okay but every day i'm getting better Mm -hmm. and i think that is where i've netted out on emotionally and like spiritually and just like with things that are going on i'm not okay because there's just so many things going on right but i'm getting better every day and i think that's all that matters
2: yeah no and that's and and honestly if you're in that kind of state that's well ahead of a lot of people yeah you know And, and that's just how you have to look at it it's there's just been so much, like I said, I mean, we're going to get in, we're going to hit some of these things, but I was just going through the list of stuff we had, you know, we had, um, you know, obviously the, the march for pre- police brutality and defunding the police. You have whole stuff with NASCAR. We'll get into that in a minute. You know, mm-hmm. COVID is like, we're in the middle, like here's the thing, all this stuff going on. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> we're still in the middle of a pandemic, right? It's like, still, when, still. The, when the pandemic isn't even like the top of the news items anymore, like what the fuck? Um, we have, uh, we'll get into this later on, but John Bolton, I hate this dude so much. Like, th- yeah. if there's been an example of somebody who could step, step up and do the right thing but didn't until they could get some money off of it, John Bolton is that dude. And every time I see his face and see an interview with him, I want somebody to slap the shit out of him. Um, and then there's a, whole, there's a whole other thing that's been quietly happening. I don't know if people who are not on social media like that are, are seeing it um, And I've been so busy That I'm only catching a little bit of it So maybe you can help me fill me in But there's a lot of stuff going around In different industries With predatory dudes Once again being called out And I feel like this happens Every year around this time But this time Like there's been I mean, and, it, and it's the industries That we've been We've been seeing Kind of quietly called out before uh, But now there's really a bit of push There's um, movie, Obviously the movie industry There's some stuff Some uh, predatory dudes Been called out in the comic book industry, and uh, Deepam and I are going to talk about that on the mailbag on Monday. Uh, Gaming industry, industry,
3: and then yep. not only just predatory dues, but predatory practices. Right? When we right. think about a lot of these publications are just separate from the sexual harassment and se- sexual assault, because that is its own bag mm. of worms in itself. But like these publications are not treating their black and brown employees well. Right. Straight up, not. They're just not.
2: Right. And, it, and it's all. And it seems like a lot of this stuff came out. When you started having all these companies come out, you know, in support of, you know, uh, the protesters and in, in, in George Floyd and Black House Matters, a lot of people were like, wait, hold up there, buddy. You're saying this stuff, but your practices don't add up to what you're saying. And so that seemed to start like a snowball effect where people then started coming up and being like, yeah, you're saying this, but this and then what about this? And, then, and it's kind of like quietly, I say quietly only because so much other stuff is going on. We're seeing a lot of that happening as well, and so, and I say this, and know, it's
3: not, and it's not just primarily white publications, man. No, like hey, these yeah. these black publications getting called to the carpet.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those. Literally, anybody can get it, and yep. that's kind of what's happening. And so, it does feel like with all this stuff that we're going through in 2020, there. I have a I'm 38. All right, I had my birthday was last month. I. No, I'm not have not been on this earth that long. But at the same time, I tend to not. I don't have an optimistic view of our society. I just don't. Um, And so part of me wants to believe that we're seeing things now that will have positive changes in the future. That people will finally take heed and move towards doing the right thing. Um, I just. For some reason, can't wrap my head around that. Um, not because it won't happen, and I, and this is why I've, I've learned that. i <laughs> need a lot of people to understand this. Shutting the fuck up is free. Um, I feel like a lot of people when they when they come up against something that they've never, they don't believe is possible. Not because they don't want to see it happen, but because they just don't believe that the people can do it. Um, they tend to take an an affirmative stance against it. I was seeing that with the whole defunding the police thing, right? Where when you read and what people like you can have, you can have, we sit here and debate whether they should be calling it defunding the police or another name. That'll be more, you know, um, palatable for the majority of, uh, the people in this country. Right. We can argue over that. Or you can look underneath the surface and see what exactly is the activists are calling for and say, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. i stand for that. You have two choices. You can sit there and argue over the name or you can just skip over that and say, you know what? I don't agree with the name. I don't agree with the the the, the marketing of how they're pushing this. But the underlying under, the underlying things that they're pushing for, I want to see. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up and support it. I wish more people would just do that at this point.
3: Yeah, I think when people talk about like, well, is there a better way that they could have marketed this? I would like to point out that You know, five plus years ago, there were people who were against still are against Black Lives Matter as a statement. Right. And as a movement. Now, you would think like, okay, you know, saying Black Lives Matter does not mean that other lives matter or that Black Lives Matter more than another ethnicity or group's lives. It's just making the declarative statement like, hey. Our lives matter right like us being black people our lives matter and it was extreme pushback there's a really interesting article with 538 that did in terms of the social sentiment how it's increased uh broadly with us on the statement black lives matter and how it has shifted from when it happened and i think it was what 2013 2014 Mm -hmm. to now and so it took a while but we've we've now had you have Republican politicians saying black lives matter, which is something I never thought I would see. Right. Right. I am, I am not 38. I am 28. I will be 29 next month. Um, But I am also like not necessarily hopeful that the social swing will actually stick. Um, But there have definitely been some swings that I I was not expecting like other, you know, broader white people who were anti black Lives matter, let's say five years ago now being gung ho and all for it now. And so I think fund the police is going to need to take time to stick, right? I think the question of whether or not how it's marketed might be a little bit too abrasive is semantics, candidly, because I don't think it's an unfair statement to say these police officers in these police departments get billions of dollars in funding and they are actually do not have anything to show for it. And a lot of that funding and a good chunk of that funding is to blanket them to do settlements when they eventually beat up or kill Black and brown people. And it, so it, you're saying, "Hey, our education system is underfunded. Our social services systems are underfunded. Let's lift and shift that funding." I don't. I feel like that is a great idea.
2: Right. Like when you, when you when you explain the like I said, it's just one of those things at this point, it's like, what are you going to waste your time on? You're going to waste your time arguing over the name, or you're going to look at what they're they're actually pushing for and say that's a great idea because I haven't seen anybody actually attack the 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 the. the, the the meat of the meat of what defund the police means, right? I've not seen anybody goes, oh no, 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 we, we absolutely need a billion dollars in a police department versus putting that money into to um into schools. I haven't seen anybody actually argue that. It's but, well, you know, it's like at that point just stop. You know, it's it's the same thing where I've gotten to the same point of view with um um uh, abolishing prisons, right? Like at this point. I, I still don't understand the concept. And, I've, and people go, like, well, you seem to read. No, no, it's not about reading. I, like, sometimes you're just not going to get it. Overall, though, I'm probably aligned with what abolitionists say about 90% of the time. I'm not that extreme where I've seen people go, well, I'm, I, now we've gotten to the point where now people are just like, they're still for abolishing police. They don't even want to see the police that kill people put in police. I'm like, I'm not going to argue that that case. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and focus on that. I'm not gonna focus on things like, well, you know, Dylan Roof shouldn't be in prison. Like I'm not gonna if they wanna if, if people that are for abolishing prisons wanna argue that that's fine, I'm not going to. That doesn't mean I'm gonna throw away everything that they're they're fighting for and all the work that they're doing to make to make the world better. Cause overall the stuff they're fighting for, if I disagree with them on five mm, percent of what they're saying, the other ninety five percent is really good. So you work together on that. Like At that point, I think I need more people to understand that versus trying to argue. Like, we spend so many times arguing over the differences. You ignore the fact that you agree on most stuff.
3: Yeah. I I think abolishing prison is a great example of that, right? Like, where, you know, not everybody's going to necessarily sign up for that because I can understand the feeling of, like, oh, no, Breonna Taylor's, the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, throw them under the jail. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that sentiment. I think here's the things that, that should be talked about. Majority of, of the prison pipeline is being co-opted and used in terms of unfair labor. And it primarily affects black and brown people, where when you look at the broader scheme of things, they are there disproportionately for not even crimes that should be hitting the Richter scale of like criminal activity for them to be at, as, there as long as they have been. Right. So you have petty crimes. Think about like a New York and a Stop and first during the Bloomberg era, right? You have people who have records for things like carrying weed. Or like some loitering, tiny shit like that. And they're being over policed and overbooked in terms of the the crimes, quote unquote, that they've committed. And now you get into the prison industrial complex where, you know, we've seen thirteenth, right? We've seen Ava's documentary. We've seen how slavery has just transformed into the prison industrial complex. We've seen how you know, labor is being used, and prison labor is being used unfairly. We see the inhumane conditions. We're seeing that happening with COVID, where prisoners right. are dying at disproportionate rates because they don't have the proper social distancing procedures or measures to do that because they're overcrowded. And why are they overcrowded? We saw in California where you had firefighters who were prisoners fighting these fires, and they are actually not getting fair wages for it or reduced sentences. So, don't like,
0: they, all quick, those different yeah.
3: things, yeah. All those different things can say. I can absolutely be like, "Oh no, no, no! Restructuring needs to happen, right?" Like our prison system is extremely fucking fucked up. So I can understand that completely.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those things. Of one, the firefighter thing always fucks me up because you, when you, when you read about that, even when they get out of prison, and even if they fought like forest fire or something like that, they are still not eligible to actually be a firefighter out of prison. <laughs> Like
3: that, like, that, that, or that, even, that that's uh, in New right. York. The hand sanitizer that Cuomo was peddling in right. the beginning of the COVID was made by prisoners, it was mm-hmm. prison labor.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's like, so if we, why are we going to focus on? The serial killers, the, the pedophiles, the, the extreme cases when that's not the majority of the cases, right? And what happens is we end up focusing on things, those things. And so you get people that are prison abolitionists who then feel the need to make arguments against those, those, those edge cases. And that's when everybody kind of, kind of starts losing. And my thing is, why? Let's just, if we agree, if we can, if we can take down about 95% of the stuff that we agree on. Let's focus on that, and worry about the other five percent once we get the ninety-five percent taken care of. Instead, yeah. we sit there. And argue, yeah. I just, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Like I just, I refuse. Anytime I see the person abolitionists when they're going down the, road, I'm like, okay, that's good. You guys focus on what you. I'm not going to argue on, on on that. I'm not going to make the art. I'm not going to sit here and try. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue with you over that, because then at that point we're arguing over edge cases. We're arguing over things that. The majority of it is not going to uh, it's not going to like if we're going to sit there and, 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 and what's the point of having an intellectual argument about how you how you handle serial killers with prison abolition? What's the point of doing that? The, we, we, there's not like serial yeah. killers are the majority of, you know, cases like this are the majority of people in prison. Why are we why are we arguing over that? Why are we arguing over whether, you know, people like police who cold bloodedly kill unarmed people should be in prison or not? Why why would we argue over that? That's still not the majority of people in prison. We're talking about people, like you said, who jumped a turnstile and are sitting there waiting. Not even they're not even they're not even um they're not even convicted. They're waiting on a trial. Right? Yeah, they're not
3: or, even like I think a great example of that is is my God, Khalid Brower, who you know. Lee Brothers, uh, his anniversary of him, of his, either his birthday or his death was, was maybe a month ago or within this month. And a perfect example, someone who didn't really never have a prior record um, was in jail way too long for the quote-unquote crime he committed did not match the time he did. And he was in solitary for a good amount of time, was absolutely abused. They put him in Rikers, which is crazy. And he got out. Talked a lot about prison reform, and committed suicide mm-hmm. because it's too much the way that we do it. And so, like when we go back to when we go back to like defunding the police, right? It's just like, why does the police got Call of Duty tactical armor? This is not Iraq.
2: I can't. Remember. You're
3: in. You're in Brooklyn. Like, did, what, did you? Where see, are you going?
2: Did you see the video of this one police department that rolled out like their new big armored? vehicle or something like that. it was some ridiculous and they were like it was like from their twitter account they had put out Man. saying what well, look at the new addition to our fleet and somebody was like you have a you're a town of nine thousand people
3: what do you need that for and what that's do what, you that's need what we mean what that's what we mean by defund the police you do not need fortnite level tactical gear this is not hmm. a video game and you are not on the front lines fighting a war why are you why do you need that much money for tactical gear what are you doing with that tactical gear on in front of barclays in brooklyn who are you fighting against you gonna fight against what signs awarded balls getting thrown at you like i just the 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 level of money and investment in police uh, in police departments i don't even want to get into the police union because i am a pro union person chris i'm assuming you are as well
2: yeah, except
3: for police way, unions,
2: because they're, they're, they're not real unions, right?
3: No, 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 except for police unions. Fuck police unions. I, I'll be the first to say, okay? <laughs> I am very pro-union, except for police unions, because let me tell you something. The New York Police Union is on some bull, 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 bullshit. I hate them. <laughs> I mean, let's,
2: let's be honest. They're, the, uh, police unions act like gangs they Man. act they act like gangs you you basically get jumped in, and then like it's like once you're in like well, you know what you're part of us now, so anything that happens up you gotta you gotta fight for us, and you you don't get to, and and if and they threaten you by basically saying. If you turn against us, we'll kick you out. Like, I saw that one where there were a couple, and I thought it was empty gestures, but even the empty gestures they get mad at, there were some cops that kneeled with protesters, and there was one police department, I don't know, if it was the St. Louis one, or maybe it was in New York, and they were basically like, if you, we will kick any any police officer that kneels with protesters, we will kick you out of the union.
0: What?
3: Man, l- what? listen, especially because a lot of the greatest hits of cops beating the shit out of protesters, a good chunk of those videos were from New York protests. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here, I was like, they are a straight up mob. They absolutely are a mob. Actually, no, let me make it clear. They are at, like, remember the FBI a couple of years ago found that there were white supremacists that infiltrated police unions? Mm-hmm. And like, everybody was just like, read the, the report and was like, huh, and then nothing was done about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. sitting here, like North Carolina, not even, let's let's take out New York. North Carolina just had to fire three cops, which I have not gotten any clarity on whether or not they lost their pension. But had to fire three cops because they were like they're going st- to in, 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 uh, incite a race war and they're going to kill they're going to kill black people. They didn't say black people though. So uh, yeah, those are the people that are wearing. They're those are the people that are are wearing the badge those are the people that are wearing the uniform and i'm i am tired i don't want to hear this not all cops narrative because a lot of you not all cops be sitting there when no when no with those cops busting skulls so i'm not trying to hear it either
2: well that's the thing right it's one it was just a few bad apples you got to finish the, the quote a few bad apples spoils a bunch right So everybody, they keep using, that's the thing, they keep using that, like, that, that idiot, and I'm like, but you're, you, you guys don't even understand what that means. It means there's a few bad apples, you've ruined everything. A few bad apples, I don't want to hear that the, 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 the the law has a few bad apples. That means the entire system is rotten. You've just agreed with us. Like, that's the first thing, right? So ridiculous. Second of all, it's, it's this thing of. If you – and and, it, and, it, and it's one of the things that has taken me a while to get to. I was I was having this – I didn't – actually, I wasn't having this conversation at work because sometimes like I hear people talk about things. I'm just like, I don't – I can't deal with this at work, and I don't want to get involved in this at work because the, the way I'm going to get involved in might lose me some friends and opportunities. So – and it wasn't like it was a bad conversation or something. I was hearing a couple people at work, and they were talking about – and they were actually, for the most part, on the right side of things. But I heard somebody say, you know, they wish there was another word for, for, for racism or bigotry because they were just tired of when people, they, were, they went down that line of, of thought of, well, people will call you uh, racist if, 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 you, if they don't agree with what you're saying. And like, you know, they can't, you can't call me that. You don't know me. You don't know my heart. And I was like, no, but that's the problem. The problem is you all think racism stops at the overt stuff. You think that bigotry stops the over stuff. You don't see things like standing by and watching as somebody you, you, you like or somebody you work with does a racist act and not acting on that. You don't see your actions in that situation as being racist or bigoted, and they are. Like, we don't need another word for that. You need to understand your role in this, that one, maybe your heart is in the right place or you think your heart is in the right place, but that has no bearing on whether it is or not. You know, you're just like the cops who sit there and investigate themselves going, well, yeah, sure, that that vehicle ran over those protesters. But we didn't find we didn't find any uh, any wrongdoing on the officer's part. It's like you can't investigate yourself. You don't have.
3: Yeah, you- I struggle. I struggle with that. Because, like, I agree with you. Right. I, I struggle with that that line of thinking because I do think that there is a lack of accountability when it comes to white people and. How, whether it's microaggressions or you are straight up calling me a nigger, harm is harm is harm. Mm-hmm. And you are asking me as the victim to make it palatable for you so your feelings aren't hurt.
2: Yeah. That's the biggest. And that's some bullshit. Well, it's one of the biggest problems we have.
3: There was that, that, um, that,
2: that diagram that kind of showed racism and racism and bigotry, and it showed it as an iceberg, and that people are really comfortable handling the overt stuff, like the the KKK calling the nigger with the hard ER and things like that. But they don't. They miss the bigger piece underneath, which is all the microaggressions. The, the, you know, it's, like, it's the whole argument, again, about when, when you call Trump supporters, all Trump supporters racist, people are like, well, no, not all supporters Trump supporters are racist. They just believe that racism wasn't a big uh, deal break. And I'm like, well, that's racist. Like, why are you guys trying to, you're trying to make it more palatable for them so that they don't have to worry about and face inward because that's the biggest problem we have. People don't like to face inward and see that they need to make a change. So one, the police are being are are being challenged right now and saying, hey, your tact is the money you're getting, all this stuff, it is doing the 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 community harm. In the back of their mind, they're like, well, that means that what we've done for 30, 40, 50, 100 years has been wrong. And we're like, yeah, and they don't want to face that. It's the same thing with everyday people. When you start telling people that um, the, way you've, the way you've interacted with people of color or marginalized people has directly or indirectly caused them harm, and that means you need to change your behavior, all of a sudden it's no longer somebody else that needs to change. All of a sudden you have to actively change yourself.
3: And, it's and also, man, the privilege of you to be able to be like, well, being like as a Trump supporter, right? Like, well, me being racist, like you, somebody being racist is a deal breaker for me. Wow, what, what privilege?
2: I, well, and that's the thing, right? Is this con- is this conversation on the surface that we never want to have? We never want to have the conversation about privilege. Um, I, I, I again, I didn't. Ha- I, I let them talk at work, and I was like, I just didn't have the it one of those times I just like, it was like right in the middle of the George Floyd protest too. Like the really, the like when they were getting all the coverage cause they were burning things down and now they're not burning things down so they don't get coverage anymore. Um, But, um and I was just like, I just, I'm holding on so I can't have this conversation, but I'm like, it's this. this is how you make progress. You know, if the way, and it's not just with race, right? It's with homophobia, transphobia, all these things. Like at some point, you have to recognize the things you've done in the past are contributing to that. Even if you think like, hey, in my heart in college, I didn't think I was homophobic. Turns out I was, you know? And, and, and I think people think that the acknowledgement of that somehow is the end of the story for them. And I'm like, it's only the end of your story if you make it that way. It's only the end of your story if you decide to fight against it, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't expect, especially in the world we live in, Almost every single one of us have been indoctrinated. I would say maybe what's the latest generation? They call them Generation Z. Yeah,
3: Gen Z. Yeah. So maybe
2: Gen Z is the only the only generation that hasn't been indoctrinated from birth with with something wrong, right? The rest of us, we grew up, you know, with racism, bigotry, and homophobia, transphobia, sexism, all that stuff normalized, right? Nobody called it out. It was it not not just normalized; it was taught, right? This stuff was taught in school. Homophobia was taught. Being sexist was taught. Like these are things that you would go through, you know, elementary school, middle school, and high school. And it wasn't like the, over, the the over stuff, like you know, you're gonna call women bitches, things like that. But it's the whole thing of separating things. Of oh, you know, hey, you're in gym class, and your gym teacher tells you to man up, you know, or or assumes that you know the guys can go and play roughhouse and, and and play football. And, and sports, and the girls got to go do something else, right? The separation of genders that way. Like, all these things, like uh, home ec. Home ec went to, uh, the dudes went to, the guys went to shop class, the girls went to home ec, right? That kind of stuff. is, is those kind of behaviors that we grew up with and were taught. So it's, n- it's not shocking that when you get older, you still hold some of those beliefs, uh, and you need to be deprogrammed. That's not the problem. The problem is your resistance to that when you're called out on it, right? When you're then called out on it or when you then have are presented with new information and new new, new evidence that what you've done in the past was wrong, what are you going to do then? Are you going to change or are you going to continue to fight against that change? And that's the problem. When we find out that a lot of people, your problem isn't that you're being called out. The problem is you're being asked to change and you don't want to do that. And it's that simple. Do you want to change? Do you want to acknowledge that what you did in the past was wrong, apologize, and then make active changes going forward? Which is not easy. You're going to slip up. You're gonna you're gonna have some problems. You're gonna take you a while. Or, you know, are you going to continue, just just sit there and go, well, no, I'm not. I'm not that, I, and, and be in denial and continue on. And that's
3: where Absolutely. we're at.
2: You know, and that's where we're at. You know, we are at that moment now where, you know. I'm still. I, I see. I see some changes happening. I I don't know if it's surface level, or and people are just doing it to. And and again, here's the thing. I don't care. I, I saw somebody said this on um, on Facebook today, uh, the other day, and I said I don't care if it's pandering. Like it was. It was the whole thing about um, some of these uh, some of these studios coming out and um, and actors and actresses coming out and saying that they were no longer. If they're white, they're no longer going to voice. You know. Uh, non-white characters. And I was like, okay. And somebody said that they thought that was going too far. It was pandering. I'm like, well, on the one hand, let's say it is pandering. Okay. It's fine. It should happen. So I'll take that pandering. Two, we know this is an issue. We know that if that means that the, it, it's one step towards getting some some, some equity and in equality into how Hollywood casts for these roles, it's like, you know, these are things that people have been bringing up for a while now. The fact that Cleveland Brown is voiced by a white guy. You know, it's like these are things that people have said. And if 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 that means it's going to get another black person the opportunity that they wouldn't have gotten before, that's good. You know, and at some point you're going to look at it and say, you once you make that decision and once to make the decision, they have to realize that people aren't going to accept less now. You're not going to be able to move forward and and, and, and continue to do that. So maybe it is pandering, but sometimes I'll take that.
3: Yeah, I think from my point of view has been like, I I think it's the, the and what, right? Because I feel as though a lot of these changes have been being made and one, this is things that we've been telling them for years. And to me, it doesn't necessarily feel genuine. It's more like the climate has shifted. So it's just like, oh, I'm wrong. But multiple people have been saying about a lot of these voice actors, you know, like in particular, let's say like Alison Brie, who was voicing um, that character on BoJack Horseman and mm-hmm. half, you know, a half Asian character and many people, many Asian uh, people brought up like, hey, it's kind of weird that you're doing that and has been doing it for years. And so there's just like this level of resigned fatigue where it's just like, okay, now you're doing it, but you should have listened to us in the first place. Mm-hmm. 30 Rock having like four fucking episodes of Blackface. I didn't really watch 30 Rock. So mm-hmm. but my whole time I was sitting there like, why do you have four episodes of Blackface? why was that a thing and it wasn't like 30 rock came out in the 90s 30 rock came out in the mid 2000s so like i'm sorry 2010 so i'm just sitting here like huh like why 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 are you doing these things in the first place that's the one thing the two is that like all of these things are wonderful to do but i feel like a lot of this has been happening but not necessarily the right like i want i feel like we're burying the lead a little bit which is that we want black people to be stopped getting killed by the cops.
0: Right, right. So,
3: and so, I just feel like everything else is happening around the perimeter, but what we're actually asking for, and so that's been a little bit frustrating for me.
2: Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are, you ruined the blackface episodes, but um, uh, you guys still know we still want you guys to, you know, fix policing in this country, right? We still want police to stop killing us. Like that's not going to go away. And I hope you guys realize that doing all these things, we still want those things. Like we're multitasking at this point. I hope you realize that. Like, they need to realize, too, that, you know, black people are really good at multitasking. And so we're not going to forget the other shit. <laughs> you know, it's just like.
3: Right. We absolutely can walk and chew gum. And that's right. that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm just like all of these changes are happening that range from it's about time to. OK, like you removing this one episode of Blackface for Gilmore, uh, from Gilmore Girls from the Golden Girls. And it's not even really a Blackface episode. They just wear a mud mask like. Right. Do I, I mean, need that? Yeah. Like no. I saw, I saw the one word. you the... changing the flag or voting for the, the Confederate flag uh, to be removed as the state flag from Mississippi? Now we're talking. Yeah. You know, Rhode Island's full name did not know it was the uh, – I didn't know Rhode Island's full name was Rhode Island in the plantation province. Never knew that.
2: Yeah, didn't know that either.
3: Ever in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm right. sorry? Like, right. I had no clue. So shit like that, okay. I can understand why that needs to happen. Took too fucking long, but like I'm not mad about that. But no. y'all taking some of these blackface episodes? Are you not? You know, my thing was okay. All these white actors that are are removing themselves from these black roles. Are you proactively doing a count of the amount of money that you made as a as a black character, and are you donating that to somewhere?
2: All right. what are you going to actually? Are you
3: benefited from it?
2: Are you actually going to work for, for with to make sure your black coworkers can get? Can get these opportunities as well. Are you going to step down at some point, and and not this just what I'm from saying, these like, roles? Allison
3: Brie will be okay. Kristen right. Bell will be okay. Like I, I saw, wise,
2: like I saw the I saw the thing from uh, Anthony Mackie, which by the way, hey, shout out to Anthony Mackie finally getting the shield uh, from, from 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 Chris Evans, and now starting to act like he got some fucking sense. But when he was calling Man. out Marvel, and he was basically saying that, hey, listen, it's great that you guys did Black Panther, but like, at what point are you going to start letting black actors and black producers and and directors? Direction more than just the black film. And that's not just with, you know, the black films like Shang-Chi and all these other things. Like, when are we going to be allowed to direct the other stuff as well? You know? It's like, hey, you know what? Hm. Didn't think I would say this today, but, like, 2020 has been weird. Anthony Mackie had a great fucking point.
3: I didn't know he made that point. This is new news to me.
2: Yeah, I saw somebody put it in the, somebody put it in the chat. And I was like, because at first I saw Anthony Mackie, I was like, oh, fucking son of a bitch. And then I read it, I was like, wait a minute. These actually, I was ready to be mad, but, like, He's actually making a good point. What the f- who took? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man, but ever since, ever since, uh, Chris having stepped down, Anthony Mackie has been actually making some, some good points. I th- I think whatever happened, I think he switched bodies with, or mindsets or whatever with Terry Cruz. Um, and so ever since then, like, I don't know. It's been weird,
3: man. Um, that's actually a very good point. I mean, let we listen. We're going to be controversial. Let's be controversial. Will a woman, will a woman ever direct a star Wars?
2: Yeah, should
3: you know what I mean? Like, yeah. will that ever happen? Because we keep picking the same white men to do to do this, and I'm not. And that's not to say the work is. Ryan Johnson right. with with uh, uh, the Last Jedi, fantastic, right? You know, Rogue One, very well done, but.
2: At some point, are, you woman?
3: Gotta... Yeah, will a woman ever direct a Star Wars? Especially, especially when, and, look at,
2: especially when you look at those stories, and you see those stories are really women centered. When you think about it, so all
3: of them are, and so it's just like I don't, man. I would look like you know we had um, Victoria and I and I'm blanking on her last name was the second unit director for Episode Nine, mm-hmm. but J.J. Abrams was the lead director, right? Levin, and she's a black woman. Yeah, let I wouldn't be, I would not be against her directing it. You know, Ty- tyke is gonna direct a Star Wars, and yo, a man of color directing a Star Wars, fantastic. Is a woman gonna direct a Star Wars?
2: Yeah, I mean, is, is one of the weird things, and I won't get too much down this road, but is, one of the, is, is another reason why I feel like WB dropped the ball with Kathy Yin directing um, uh, 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 Birds, Birds of, of prey. prey. Right? It's like you could have really, you know, you had a woman of color directing. You know, uh, and the lead of that is one a white woman best, like, and one, one of, of the, the best DC, best DC right? Uh, World of DC films, literally. Could have, could have done something with that, but you know, you kind of dropped the ball with that. But it's like it's that kind of stuff, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's weird. I will say this one thing on on the blackface uh, stuff. I will say I'm, just gonna, I'm I'm throwing this out there because I do want to make this a rewatch. Y'all better not a fucking touch Tropic Thunder. All right. You gonna let Robert Downey Jr. keep that blackface in that fucking movie because it works? And that's a fucking point. You do not. The <laughs>
3: only that and bamboozled by Spike yeah. Lee are the only examples of blackface where I was just like, yeah.
2: Listen, <laughs> I, remember when, I remember when people didn't watch *Tropic Thunder but got mad at it. I was like, no, no, you guys need to see *Tropic Thunder. That's the fucking point.
3: Like, oh, I remember, man. didn't the NAACP yeah, absolutely yeah. actively protest *Tropic Thunder? Yeah, I do yeah. remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah, they got mad. They got mad. And I was like, well, no, actually, guys, you should probably want to watch this because that...
3: Also, man, it. he is magic. Because, like, Robert Downey Jr. is a lucky SOB because when I tell you that, like, I don't think... <laughs> I never thought I would say this. And some people might be mad, but I was like, that is probably the best time I've ever seen a white person do blackface. And it was well done. And for a deliberate reason, I don't think you can recreate. That was a magic in the bottle. Like that was lightning in the bottle. You can't recreate that.
2: Nobody, nobody else, could, no, I don't, I don't no else, else. can else, nobody else could pull Osiris. Osiris, yo.
3: Because <laughs> literally every, like every couple of years, people will be like, "So, uh, are we not going to address the fact that Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface?" And people will be like, "No, well, hey, <laughs> right,
2: right, right. Wait, what do you got? No, no, we're not going to address it because it was fucking great. <laughs> like, but again, but it was also, it was also making fun of the. It, it honestly it was ahead of its time because it was making fun of the fact that. Hollywood would do that instead of casting a black person, they cast a white person who literally injected themselves. <laughs> to
3: make and them then what cool. was nice is that they had brand they had Brandon T. Jackson as a character being right. like, y'all. I was like, are y'all pretty much being like y'all it serious? Right. Like <laughs> you're <know, right? laughs>
2: you five minutes going just like, like when, I, when, I,
3: when he starts quoting Good Times, it's just like,
2: wait a minute, I'm of Good
3: Times. Yo, oh, I'm like so having good! having the, the black character being like are y'all serious right now right. he's not real this is not a real thing y'all are dead fucking wrong for this
0: what do you mean do you think, people
3: <laughs> yeah like i do think it's helpful because you could just see his such annoyance of being like right. yeah. i'm a black actor right. clearly right. and i'm actually black and i'm working with this man who is not black playing this character
2: mm. so good so good so good so good but yeah yeah
3: that is the one and only time you should, y'all should ever do, do it <laughs> as a white director and a white, primarily white cast. That is the one and only time that you should be doing that. No one else should do that. I do not recommend. Right,
2: right. Do not. Um, um what the fuck? I'm not doing this. Okay. No, I'm, uh, sorry. I saw somebody did a fan cut of of Zazam, and one of the things they said they did in their fan cut was remove the humor and quippy one liners. I'm like, have you never read a Shams Suzam book? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, um. Wow. But actually that kind of goes in and we started talking about Hollywood and that's actually something I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, because <laughs> Tenet got delayed again it has got moved to August. Um, I saw that uh, I believe Mulan got delayed again, too. I'm not sure when did they delay
3: Mulan. I don't know if they ever did an official announcement of it, though, that I saw like yeah, it so- was delayed into to next month. Which and one? I haven't heard anything about it since.
2: Yeah, so Disney has. I got. I got an official. This was from the Verge. They say Mulan got moved to to August twenty first, and Tenet Mm -hmm. got moved to August twelfth. Um. So my thing is,
3: coronavirus will be over in the next month.
2: Well, well, so that's the thing I'm I'm looking at. So, one, what are the chances of these movies being delayed again? Because who's going to be open at that time? Right? 100%. I mean, it's
3: 100%. Just save it to 2021. Also, all those films that are going to be in November, September, October, uh, December, yeah, just pack it up.
2: Yeah, because again, we're now surging in the South with COVID. We'll talk more about that later. You got Texas, Florida, California is also back on the rise as well, which means also Arizona is really bad too. Arizona's bad. With California being hit, I mean, that brings up productions order had some their highest uh, uh,
3: single count. They just broke the record. Yeah, it was like a couple ni- of days ago. Only, it was like nine thousand.
2: So here's my question. So my first question is this: You know, when when do these? It's not even a question. It's like it's just a, like the. It's open-ended question. We're not going to answer. But when do we even see any of these movies coming back? Like you said, you know, Black Black Widow got moved to November, and I'm like, you think? You know, at this point, with some of this stuff. Um, I think looking at August for these films is still kind of aggressive, because and then the, the the real big thing is this is, and I'm I'm this is a serious question for me is have we seen the last was 2019 the last year we saw a billion dollar movies at the theater, in at the box office and and the reason why I say that is because even if let's the, say they keep these dates with Mulan and Tenet and things like that, what are the chances that you get people back into theaters in the same numbers they were in 2019. Even if things are open, because we're seeing that now as, as states opened up. Yeah. We see the pictures of some people going buck wild and them doing things like that. in some of these spots, but for the, for the vast majority of people are still not going out. They're still not doing these things. And I can't think of anything more risky than sitting in a theater for two, two and a half hours with a bunch of other people closed off to watch a movie. That will probably be on your TV, you know, streaming in less than six months. So, do we see those kind of numbers again for the box office? Even if the movie is good, can you get people out to the theater to see it?
3: Yeah, I think here's what I think. I think Hollywood is having a come to terms moment where the priority of what people are going to do when we are outside. I would say that movie theaters are going to crack most consumers' top tens. Just no. Like no. the people that are going buck wild right now are going to bars and restaurants and parks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Nobody has brought up going to a movie theater
2: because like, you've you've already been doing that. You've been doing that for you've been doing that for months, sitting sitting in one place to watch TV. That's all you've been doing.
3: <laughs> yeah, and Hollywood needs to come to terms with the fact that like movie theaters as a movie going experience, even the big superhero films. Or the big like franchisee films is not going to be the same. There are going to be a there is definitely going to be a set of consumers who are excited to go back to the movie theater, but it is not as large as I think they think it is. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, like I don't think people are necessarily signing up to see the next Christopher Nolan film. I'm ex- I think Tenet is going to be mad interesting, and I'm very excited to see what that looks like, but not excited enough to go to a movie theater. And the fact that that Nolan is pushing this as hard as he is uh it really is telling that he actually doesn't care about the consumers he cares about the dollar
2: mm-hmm.
3: or and he's being a bit archaic in this
2: well i don't so here's the thing I think this I don't even think it's the dollar i think I think it's 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 the thing that we've been seeing with the whole argument about having to see movies in the big screen in the theater it's the the art they Hollywood. And I like Christopher Nolan, I love his movies, but I think he falls into this. There's an old guard of Hollywood that believes that still believes in seeing things on the big screen. That believes it's not really a film and not really, you know, a movie if it's not there. And we've seen this. We've seen this every time we have the Oscar talk come up. We have these, the, we keep wondering when are Netflix and Amazon going to get their due for the movies they keep grabbing and they, they keep putting out to the point that I think it was Netflix and Amazon both bought theaters last year to then officially say that their movies are coming out in theaters and not to worry about this problem anymore. But at this point, and, and, and a, that, but that was all pre-COVID. In a post-COVID world, guys, Netflix, streaming, uh, Amazon, Hulu, all the places, that's going to be people's first, first step. Because post COVID, like you said, I want to see this tenant movie too, and I'm a critic, right? I want to see this film. I don't know if I want to see it enough that I might risk catching COVID. Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I know I don't. I know I don't want to risk COVID. You go see this fucking film. I'll wait. I'll wait. You and 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 here's the other thing too. We know as critics that you have ways in place to send these movies out digitally for people to see them. So since we know that you have that, this idea of us going back into what were already unsanitary places, which are theaters, to watch a movie. You know, when you hear the signs, they talk about, you know, one of the things and when they talk about the super spreader events and things like when, when Trump has his rallies, they say it's indoors, people are not wearing masks or even with you wearing masks, you're in an enclosed space. And it's not just that. You're in an enclosed space for 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 a long period of time, I know I don't know the the runtime on this Christopher Nolan film, but if it was a Christopher Nolan film. I, and looking at it right now, it's probably got to be at least two and a half hours. Two and a half hours of sitting in the theater with somebody, and all it takes is one person, one of those people, to take down their mask. Mm-hmm. All it takes, like we like we haven't talked enough about how much. And and, and I, I watched a little bit of the the, the coronavirus uh, task force finally came back after two months. And Anthony Fauci was talking, Dr. Fauci was talking. He's the only one up there that sounded like, you know, I hate to say it, presidential and actually pleading with America to do the right thing. And it came down to his, his plea was basically this. It's like, we are not going to beat this without every person doing taking inter- individual responsibility and doing the right thing. So all it takes in a theater is one person coughing who has COVID and spreading it to everybody who's in that theater. And what happens then? So again, who's going to risk that to see a film?
3: Yeah, and we've already gotten countless kind of stories of of states that have opened up prematurely. Someone goes to a bar one day, one person or a couple of people are wearing wearing a mask, and most of them got COVID. Right. And that has been a constant narrative. I think the other aspect of it is that, like, I think brings another dimension of it is is that what does the award season look like mm. during this time? Right. <laughs> Because is it going to be the same level of pop and circumstance? No, but we've had enough of performances and films that you can still have a fairly competitive award season. Look, whether or not you like the Five Luds or other, or, you know, and we'll talk about it on, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Delaware Lindo should absolutely should be leading the Oscar talk because right. his performance is fantastic. Well, so per- you can't say that they're not like Oscar-y performances or like award contention performances. That are streaming on Netflix. That are streaming on Hulu. Well, you know well, what I mean. Well, or so, That are VOD.
2: But that also means, but that also means that they all got a chance their rules, right? Because the rule is, right. the, the film has to open in some of the major markets in the theaters. Well, God. but didn't,
3: but didn't the Academy uh, uh, flex the rule a little bit this year because of COVID?
2: They might have I, I think somebody did So maybe I couldn't remember If it was them The Golden Globes Or them Or the Academy So maybe they did yeah. But it's like you're. That needs to be a standard Because again It's another one of those things is Once you do it once
3: You gotta you gotta do it every year now You gotta do it every year It'll now be, because... and, there's be people, and there's gonna be people Fighting for that too Especially yeah. because You now have People who gotten Roles on the board Like Ava Who mm-hmm. a lot of her success Has come from streaming mm-hmm. And you don't think That those people That they're letting in Aren't gonna be Ringing the bell about this
2: Yeah you know, and it's just like I, I saw this one thing, there was a uh, some company out there, some startup that's is trying this thing where uh they bring the movie theater to you where basically there's a device that allows you to you pay per, per person who's in the room to watch the film. And I'm like, You really think that's gonna take off? You think people are gonna sign up for that?
3: Yeah. Some of, some of, also some of these films, um, is doing a lot. I'm sorry. I'm not paying twenty dollars to see the King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson. Uh, right.
2: Twenty dollars. Well, so, the, but the, that goes back to the, the thing of when we ever see the billion dollar movie again. They're trying to make up for it. They know that because uh, to me, it's like if you're streaming, if I'm streaming a movie. So if the ticket for me was eleven dollars, right, or twelve, fifteen dollars, depending on what market you're in, right? Why am I paying nineteen to rent the film, right? That's just coming out. Why am I doing that? And it's you, you have you, you're not paying the theater for distribution. You're not doing all this. So why are you doing? This? It's like, oh, I get it now. You're trying to make up that money because you also know that now instead of you getting money off of three people buying a ticket to go see this movie, that one person's bought the movie and then they have three people with them watching it. And like, sure, now you're trying to find a way out, and you guys need to realize that things have changed. Like, that's not going to be the that's not going to be the the um, the model going forward. It's not. If you think that you're going, it reminds me of the same thing that happened when they um started uh when when coming, when music companies were trying to fight. Uh, fight Napster, and fight streaming that way. And they were thought that, well, okay, no, no, no. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you instead of you downloading the movies, uh, the 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 music for free. If you pay us twenty dollars, I was like, but it was ten. And when you guys were doing it on a CD, why am I now? Why are you not charging me double? That's not going to work. You know. So, you know, maybe maybe drive-in theaters come back. Because I, I did I did see something about drive-in theaters coming back. But you don't have enough places and enough that's not going to be enough places to convert into drive-in theaters to make up for what we have. And I just don't see the people at least not until there's some kind of vaccine, you know? And, and I think that's the other thing too. You're trying to see people are trying to these companies, the, the studios and, and the theaters are all, they're trying to hold out, hoping that much like we talked about with a uh, company to make the decision of switching more to using telework. They're trying not to get to that point. They're trying to get to the point where people are so satisfied with, hey, so wait, we can watch all the stuff from home. New th- new releases can come straight to my theater. There's no reason why I have to wait six months for it to hit Blu-ray. You can just give it to me right into my living room. We want that. They're trying not to get to that point. They're trying not to get people um, uh, used to that and, and that level of comfort because they know once they do that, everything changes. You know, AMC talking about some, oh, we were going to go bankrupt, but no, I think now we're going to be fine. I'm like, "Mm, have you seen the COVID numbers, dude? Like, I want to know when the theaters do reopen. I want to know what what they're seeing in ticket numbers. Who's really showing
3: up? Yeah. That's what I want to see. And that's that's the thing. Like, driving is a great concept. Uh, With what land energy it's going to take a while for areas that, didn't have a drive in to develop a drive in theater, which is construction and the construction workers can't really be out and about there because of COVID. Then on top of that, a city like New York, not a lot of people have cars. Right. So the drive in concept for New York is not going to be something, maybe LA. Right. Like right. it's still like what's what space do you have to do that? So like well, it, it, I yeah. I think a lot of these, um candidly, like we are not even in the second wave. We are still in the first <laughs> wave of this. Right. All those states that are like in the south and then, um, like North Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, you know, Florida, Arizona, all those states that are going through it right now, they're really in their first wave, they are not in their second. So, uh, and they opened up prematurely and now they're getting their, and they're, you know, they're getting their ass kicked because of it. We haven't even, once we get into the fall season and it's flu season and cold season, this is going to be an issue again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, I think people need to be realistic about the fact that these films are not coming out until 2021. Because candidly, we have not had a responsible enough government and broader response. You got countries pretty much saying like we're not letting U.S. people come in. The EU pretty much was like, well, that's cute. Y'all not nowhere. No Americans are going anywhere near our countries. And I don't blame them. I have. I do not blame them. Like I was thinking about TIFF because TIFF is now working on a new virtual thing. But like, I absolutely do not think that they're going to let. American press fly nope. out to to Canada,
2: so that's the other thing too, right? If that happens, we've already started seeing the shift of international films and things like that. Like, what happens within the international stage with with the shifting from everything being so so focused in America? They, like, there's a lot that that is going to happen because um, things just can't go back to even normal. the
3: film festival is How we do it, like, because yeah. things go to your point, like I. I don't know if I would want to go to Sundance again because I got really sick at Sundance last year, Mm -hmm. and come to find out, like a lot of people got sick and ended it ended up being COVID in January Mm -hmm. of of this year. Right, and I got really sick after Sundance.
2: I remember you talking about that.
3: And so I'm a thousand percent sure that I had COVID, and I was it was a feeling I wouldn't wish on anyone. I had full body chills, I had light sensitivity, so like I could not i had to keep the lights off in my house because anytime the lights would come on if i would go i would be dizzy and almost pass out it was really bad and i would never want to be sick like that again so sundance i usually get sick at sundance anyway because you know this sundance it's that high altitude people Mm -hmm. are gross and like it's a hotbed for 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 damn for just you getting the flu or you just getting sick yeah but i was definitely sick and i was like no 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 so i don't know if i'm gonna go back to sundance anymore Tiff, maybe. Like, definitely. Because I like Tiff. It's better weather. It's better time in general, because I hate Mm -hmm. snow. But, like, like, you know, Sundance 2021, is that actually going to happen? That's the other thing, too. We keep talking about, like, oh, all these things are going to open up in 2021. And that's true, but when? (laughs) Summer? Right. Because I don't know if spring is actually going to be realistic.
2: Right. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of people that are not going to be full comfortable and safe until there's a vaccine. Yeah. That's been proven. Yeah. Right. And so we're looking at a while before we get to that point. And so what does that look like? What, what, what happens there? So, you know, if, you know, if there are spikes in Florida, if there's spikes in, I mean, we don't talk about this enough, but Georgia opened back up. And I don't know what the Georgia situation is right now, but let's say Georgia gets to a spike. A lot of phone companies move to Georgia to doing, doing their productions. So what happens there? Like, there's just a lot going on in around you know this that things aren't going to be the same, and I think that more and more people need to realize that. So, um, let's see. Um, so I, I think when I first started doing the insanity check this year, either the first or second month or something like that, I said it was like Earth the TV show, um, just because there were just so many different things and it was it, the, the writers of Earth were just kind of going off the deep end with some of the things. And I got to say, they, they finally jumped the shark. Um, you know, there were the murder hornets, but I was like, okay, mur- murder hornets were fine. You know, you know, I don't know what ever happened to the murder hornets. They didn't really bring them back. Um, but the moment that, 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 that the writing, the writing on this, the season of earth jumped the shark for me is, it was just something that's so unrealistic to me. I, I refuse to believe it's real. And it was, there was two things. One, it was NASCAR apparently banning the the confederate flag from all their events. And then two, NASCAR getting behind Bubba, Bubba Wallace on what is, I'm sorry, that is a noose hanging from the, his garage. Yep. And defending, and, and then standing behind him, even after the FBI came out and said, nah, it, it wasn't a noose, it wasn't anything wrong. saying behind Bubba Wallace and sending a picture out of what looked like a noose and going like, this is why we call the FBI. We stand behind our actions and doing what we do. If you had told me the NASCAR, would support their I know he's not the only black person in NASCAR, I don't believe so, but like as far as I'm concerned, the only black person in NASCAR. Um more than the F the NFL and even to a letter sent the NBA have with their majority black players, I would have called bullshit. But the FBI the 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 NASCAR basically came out and said, nah, we stand behind him. And I honestly I didn't talk about it up until like the very, like this week because I thought I thought it was all I thought it was all just a game to them I thought it was empty gestures although they finally decided to get rid of the co, uh, the Confederate flag cause they were just like they're tired of people saying it so they're just gonna do this one little thing with a wink and a nod when I heard about that it wasn't even Bubba Wallace who found the 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 news but it was somebody else maybe from his team and something and they called the FBI I was like oh here they go they're trying to set him up to make him look bad and get everybody against him and. I am happy to say I have been proven wrong that they actually seem like they actually give a shit. And I did not see that plot twist coming. I just I I don't know what we're supposed to do on that. Like, NASCAR actually gave a shit.
3: Yeah, like I don't know what happened, but they very quickly got it together. Like, got it together. I was very shocked to see the support that NASCAR, not only did NASCAR, but their drivers did. Mm-hmm. All them <clears throat> pushing his car forward, mm-hmm. like, the day after. I was like, wow. Okay. It was... It's been a weird 2020. It's, it's been so...
2: I, I would not have
3: had this in the bingo.
2: I wouldn't have had it. I just... I, 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 like when they released when they released a picture of it and they were like, all right, you know, the FBI is saying it's a, it's, a, it's a garage pool and they're saying it's been there since October, but we're like, we checked all of our other, we checked all of our other garages, none of them have, uh, uh, almost none of them have this in there. Here's the image of it, and I'm like, that's a noose, guys. I don't, that's
3: absolutely. That's i I'm they, sorry. Everybody was like, oh, you know, it's a pull. Right. It's a it's a rope pull. I'm like, a rope pool got that that corded. Top bend on it. I was like, that's
2: the news. Like, as soon as everybody saw the pit, like, cause they, and the thing about it is, they released the image because they were seeing everybody coming in and going, like, oh, NASCAR with the whole Will Kane thing and all. They were seeing all the people try to make say that they blew it out of proportion. So they put the image out there, this is what we saw. And as soon as you see the image, you're like, yeah, no, no, you call the FBI on that one. You, yeah, you, yeah, you, you that's the news. Yeah, that's a, that's a news. You, 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 you gotta call somebody. You gotta use, like, when you see that, you're like, Yeah, if you don't do anything, we got a problem. Like, let's say it turns out... And, and again, Bo made this argument when we were talking to Will Gain. He was like, you know, if they don't do anything, that's a bigger problem. I'd rather you do something and it turned out to be nothing than find out it is something and you did absolutely nothing on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they did the right thing. And I'm like, yo, NASCAR did the right thing. What the fuck? This is where we're at. We're we're at the part where NASCAR, the NASCAR, you know, where, you know... uh, I know Dale Earnhardt wasn't like this, but like people wear um, white supremacists wear those Dale, Dale Earnhardt jackets because it has 88, 88 on, on on it, right? Hell Hitler showed mm-hmm. that, right? So he, he's not like that. And his son definitely, Dale Earnhardt Jr. does not play around with that shit, right? But it's like, you know, I associate, you know, I associate NASCAR with, you know, the KKK, with the Confederate flags, and with them Dale Earnhardt jackets, you know, you know, worn by white supremacists. Not saying it's fair for that sport, and I'm not saying it's saying that's what um those drivers represent, but it's known that is the imagery that white supremacists in this country have adopted as their own. Right? Much like the swastika, right? And so mm-hmm. to see them come out and basically go no more no more Confederate flags on our property at all. Like it might not seem like a lot, but I'm like Wait, what?
3: <laughs> I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, same. Like where it was this thing, like whether or not. Let's put it this way: like whether or not they were the people in the exec suite or the drivers were pro racism or otherwise, they had no problem taking racist checks, mm-hmm. racist's money, and and had no problem having white supremacists sit in the in the in the seats for the sport. And so to say, okay, we recognize that the Confederate flag is a symbol of racism and a s absolutely a symbol of hate, and we're gonna re- we're gonna ban it. That was big enough as it is. That was a that was some news. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit! Okay, okay. And then on top of that, for the support that they gave Bubba, and Bubba is not it had listen was like, I am very much a black man. He had no problem making that very clear, and. The other part was that he was one of the biggest, uh, the most outspoken people, and pushed them to to um, ban the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. That idea came from a black man, the only black uh, 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 NASCAR driver right now. So, like, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, because yeah. they listen. Essentially, they listened to their black employee and was like, "Okay, yeah, we fucked up," yeah. and made a change on it.
2: Yeah, and I'm just like, wait, wait. And, and so my back of mind, I'm going like. Wait, so white people can do that? <laughs> you know, it's like so. But the thing about it also is like, I think what you're gonna find is a lot of these places that do this kind of stuff. Like, as much as you, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the racist white people that are just like, I'm not. First of all, and I love it. It's um, I've been I've been watching a lot of Squidbillies on uh Cartoon Network, uh, Adult Swim. I've been binging that Ooh. show, and um, that show is great because it's a documentary in animated form. With those squids, basically from Georgia, and they uh, act just like racist white people from down. It was great. There was an episode where um, they were talking about uh, they got rid of the Confederate flag. And Early's like, that's that's it. I'm 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 boycotting this store. I'm only gonna come here. Um, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm only gonna come here for food, clothing, and any non-flag related stuff. So basically, it's saying that yeah, they're gonna make a lot of noise, but guess what? They're still gonna fucking watch. NASCAR yeah. is their fucking life. These people are gonna sit there and talk about how they're not gonna do this, not gonna do that. They're still gonna watch NASCAR. And so what you realize, what come you're gonna realize is when you when you stand up to racists, the racists are gonna give you their money. You've now earned the money of other people, though, that might have might have not given you a chance because you were seen as supporting racism. And so i I'm 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 again not hopeful, but I'm seeing that maybe. We'll start seeing more of that come in from these companies who are no longer going to be held hostage, really, by white supremacy. It, it's so funny. It's it's uh, it's a lot like what we talk about um, with men and misogyny, right? About how the way we men, you know, let patriarchy take a, take a hold of our, our our thought process and indoctrinate us, it keeps us from doing things like being you know uh 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 being open with your your emotions and going to therapy and doing all these things that are literally killing us um and then once we 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 stopped that we realized that we were not just you know oppressing women we were oppressing ourselves. The same thing here with white supremacy once you stop catering to racist white people, you start realizing that wait we can actually get more money by being open to everyone who would have thought that right so like I said, I'm, I'm glad um, I'm glad they did it. I'm still not going to watch NASCAR because it's just not my thing. Um, but, hey, there are going to be some people out there that will, and I think that's good for them. Um, and, and I think it's good to see you know, um, NASCAR stand up for their driver. It's, it's, it's so it's so weird, it sounds like, because it should be the bare minimum, but it stands out to us to watch them stand behind a black employee, especially when we've seen the exact opposite, right, what happened with the NFL and, and Kaepernick. Right, it's just like it. You guys could have stood behind him. Instead, you guys catered to the racist people, and then what happened? So, um, like we've been talking about, COVID has not gone away. And um, There's a story. I thought this was in um the Onion, but it's not. Um, actually, no, it's it's not even <laughs> okay. You know what? This is not from the COVID times. So it's, it's a little bit older. But um, I'm going to read it anyway because I think it explains what we're dealing with here. This is from four years ago. All right? Um, and this is why I, I, I stand behind the idea of us not um, not going to movie theaters or going anywhere in public until there's a vaccine um, because we cannot trust our fellow man and woman out there. And this is, again, four years ago. Philly shuts down dumpster pools. We are not screwing around. The city of Philadelphia is asking people to refrain from swimming in dumpsters after a block party rented trash bins and turned it into a extra swimming pool over the weekend. On a news site, Billy Penn first reported that a group of, of people rented a dumpster, filled it with water from a fire hydrant, and then created their own pool. Justin Myers, who is part of the group that organizes the block party every year, said that they decided to turn a dumpster into a pool while brainstorming party ideas. Every year we try to better ourselves, he told the USA Today in a phone interview. Last year my pickup trunk was a good was a pool, so this year we like uh, we were like the pickup was cool, but that wasn't that big, so what could be bigger? Meyer City power washed the trash bin, and then they put plywood and pool noodles in the bottom of the bin and covered it with tarps. Everyone that was there thought it was the best idea ever. They were like, I can't believe that we haven't done this before. Dumpster pools.
3: Yeah, that absolutely sounds like some Philly shit, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> somebody who's in college in Philly, I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like, here, I, I don't know what to say. I generally don't know what to say. Uh I, I'm i not against people being creative on how to enjoy outside while being safe. This is not the way I go about it, right? Like, I live alone. I live in uh alone in Harlem. And I... Uh, don't have human interaction. So what I've been doing is doing social distance walk with friends who also live by themselves. So I don't have to worry about them potentially as we're outdoors taking anything to um, a relative that's immunocompromised, things of that nature. So we will walk in the park together with our mask on and we will go to our respective homes by ourselves. That's an example of being safe Still having human interaction, but you're being safe. Mm-hmm. Dumpster poles is a lot. <laughs> it's just too much. It's, it's, I just, yeah. I don't know.
2: I, it just, uh, it's one of those things that, again, I, I watched the, so this is June 28th, we're recording this. So it was the 26th is when they had, it was Friday, they had the latest Corona task force. And I was just watching. Dr. Fauci, and he was, he was again. It's one of those things that when you work for somebody like like Donald Trump, you're and you don't like. I've seen so many times people trying to figure out why, like Dr. Birch is doing the things she does, and like sometimes they're they're trying to put a heavy spin on this. It's like you gotta think about it. This this is what they're trying. They're trying their best not to piss off the toddler who's in charge, and they're trying their best to make sure that toddler doesn't kill us all, like this is, like, elections have consequences, people. Like, Trump
3: is... But also, he has been killing us all. Like, we're yeah. at hundred over 126,000 deaths. Yeah. And that man admitted during that rally that he pretty much told people, mm-hmm. stop testing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So the numbers look better.
2: Yeah. He's... So, he's actually killing us. They're trying... They've saved as much as they can. And we're still at 125 because we're dealing with an idiot. We're dealing with people who have this fake sense. We talk about patriarchy killing us all. This macho stuff that Trump and Pence are doing where they don't wear their masks. So I was watching the, the, the chat for yesterday and I watched that everyone else on stage either wore their masks up until they got to the mic, took the mask off, talked, then put their mask back on, right? Mike Pence the entire time, never put his mask on in front of the camera. But what I noticed is and somebody and somebody in the media pointed this out when he first came out he was the first person out onto this uh, to come out from back he had his mask on but as soon as he got in front of as soon as you can see he broke the, the the um the uh the plane and, and and came in front of the the person that could start taking pictures he took it off immediately and he never he never put it back on the entire time he was up there they are so into this macho thing and not looking like they're, they're, they're wearing masks and they're taking these precautions. It makes you wonder. We know it's a, it's a fact Trump is a germaphobe. Like, there's none of this has been brought up about Trump during this confront. Trump is a huge germaphobe. It's one of the things, this is the reason why when we were talking about there was that, the, the, the pee tape and things like that, people were like, well, no, he's a germaphobe. We would never let anybody pee on him. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, it's a sexual thing. And so you don't know, but whatever. But he's a germaphobe. So I can only imagine what's happening when the cameras aren't there. He's probably wearing a mask all the fucking time. He's probably doing all the things you're supposed to do. And, and it's probably why he doesn't know the latest thing that came out about how the, the Russians have were putting, uh, giving Afghan fighters bounties to target Americans. And Trump was trying to claim that he didn't know about it. I'm like, I I, I actually believe him. He probably didn't know about it. Because we know he doesn't read his briefings. And I guarantee you, he's so with all the people that are getting sick around him. I guarantee you, Trump is you know outside of the 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 golfing. Guarantee you, Trump is probably behind cameras, is sequestered off somewhere because he's a germophobe. You know, but they're not going to tell the rest of the people that, because it's all about maintaining appearances. It's all about giving off the appearance of strength. You know, the reason why he gasped. uh the um the protesters in Lafayette Park, and then try to claim that they weren't gas. Like I, I love that little end around they try to do. It wasn't it wasn't gas. It was uh rubber bullets with irritant on them. I'm like, what the fuck? You guys are <sighs> so fucking ridiculous. So fucking ridiculous. I don't know. I, I'm just we're all gonna die because you know people wanted somebody who gave off the appearance of strength even though he's giving off the appearance, like it doesn't matter. He's a white man who's saying tough things and they'll excuse all his incompetence. If that doesn't sum up America, I don't know what fucking does. Like,
0: yeah,
3: I just, I just don't know where this weird thing of, you know, wearing a mask is a sign of weakness or like this weird understanding of mask as something to be like, that's political. And I was just like, what it's, I, I struggle with that greatly because I, I do think a lot of it has to do not and to say that that all white people are doing this because I definitely I definitely know some black people who have this point of view too but like I'm gonna talk about white people for a second uh but like just the thought of well I it's not law so why do I have to do it is weird to me like for me, I'm just like, well, if I can't I can't walk around or go to any stores if I need to, like, let's say, pick up milk, right, really quickly, I gotta wear my mask. They're not gonna let me in. So I'm not gonna fight them. I'm just gonna be like, cool, all right, you you require me to wear a mask. It's essentially an extension of no shoes, no shirt, no service. And we fo- happily follow that all the time.
2: It's a constitutional right at this point to people. Like, you, making me, you can't make me wear a mask because it's a... Con- like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, well, how do we get to this point? Did you see the video of the Florida woman at the, at the, uh, the public hearing, the the, 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 hearing? And uh, and, and, uh,
3: oh yeah, I saw, I saw a clip of it uh, and I'll, I was I'm just like, I can't do this.
2: I'm going to play this. Cause this is, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs>
4: You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people, are waking up and we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening, okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you? Doctors are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet okay six feet like i said before is military protocol you're trying to get the people to train them so when the the cameras the 5g comes out what they're, they're gonna they're gonna scan everybody we gotta get scanned we gotta get temperatured. the kids have to go to school i
2: like, I like her what like that was like her dropping like you know some she nuts. is so
3: disorganized with i don't understand the argument she's making N-
2: nobody does but we're not done
3: well with
4: masks are you insane Are you crazy? I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none Ironic. of you none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. This is insane. And then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God. Are you praying to the devil because God is not listening to that prayer because all of you are practicing the devil's laws. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why are all of all of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to to listen to their rules. Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you, you part ma'am. of the deep
0: your time state? Has the deep state is going ma'am, down, and if any of you are morning? in the
4: deep state, you're going down with it.
0: F- <sighs>
3: Man,
2: years ago on Twitter, I was told um, that there were no stupid opinions, and I said back then I was like, that is a, a dangerous falsehood. And I stand by that. Um, Dane, uh, there are stupid opinions, and we need to call stupid opinions um, because stupid opinions become somebody's fact. And at this point, it, it, it's different, right? When people were laughing at the 5G conspiracy theories, the Bill Gates COVID conspiracy theories on on on, on Facebook is one thing. But when you hear a woman get up at... One of these, I can't remember. I don't know exactly what this um, event was. It was a Palm Beach County Commissioners workshop. She believes this shit.
3: Yeah, she does.
2: And there's other people that believe this shit. And it's one of the downsides of of all the information we have on the internet. We're not giving context. I, I had a I had a thread on. I think it was earlier this month, you know, like I said, months run together. We're talking about the media and the media's role, and the media needs to do a better job of giving nuance and context. That Fox News won in the fact that it got a lot of other media to believe that the we report, you decide mantra was what the media's job is supposed to be. And I'm like, but no, we can't, we, the people, can't decide because a lot of us don't have the context and the education to do that. You know, we're not a scientist. We don't have the facts. We don't have them. We don't know enough to decide on the information you give. You can't just dump information at people. And There's a lot more, like there is actually valid concern over a vaccine for COVID because one, we have Trump in charge and they're fast tracking this vaccine. So who the hell knows if it's even going to fucking work? Because who knows if they're gonna, like they're and, and and African-Americans, the people who are most, you know, affected by COVID and in this country, the history of, you know, uh,
0: yeah.
2: ban- use against like we have. There are valid concerns about a vaccine. However. You you have to approach that in in that context, you can't just let people go out there with these anti-vaxxer beliefs that make it go from we should be cautiously uh, cautious about a vaccine when it comes out versus no, the government is absolutely trying to kill you and sterilize you with a vaccine. Like, yeah, there's a huge...
3: Yeah, and that's always been weird to me, especially because, like, you said this on Facebook where I've definitely seen that from people. I've had that conversation with my parents, Leon on some stuff like that where I'm just like, we were we, we got vaccinated growing up. so like, And clearly I am not dead. I am not sterilized, you're not dead, you're not sterilized, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's always be weird to me is like a lot of a lot of people who are either anti-vaxxer or like very, very hesitant of vaccinations um, in their adult life. I'm like, you got vaccinated as a child though. And I'm just always sitting there like, what? And then I think the other aspect of it is too, like I think the nuance is, which is the magic word in all of this is always missing absolutely you know as me being a black person who has been who is not an anti-vaxxer who is being like okay hey look if there's a vaccination i want to wait and see like what the process of it is because i don't trust our current government at all and i'm black and we know the historical aspects of that right and again don't trust the our federal government at all you know what i mean So I can understand the nuance of I'm hesitant, but that's not me saying that I wouldn't take a vaccination. That is me saying like, I need this wait and see standpoint. Like I'm in a wait and see moment.
2: There's a difference between what I believe everybody should have, which is a healthy distrust of the government
1: and an unhealthy
2: distrust of the government. And what we're seeing from a lot of people is an unhealthy distrust of the government where anything the government says is automatically and then people have done started doing this with the media as well. Anything they say is immediately all false or somebody's trying to lead you astray. It's like, no, you can't do that because then who are you trusting? Some random person on the internet with a YouTube page? How is that? How is, like, I love when I see people sit there and say, I don't trust anything. You, you're listening to the media? I don't trust anything come out of the media. So you're listening to Fred with a YouTube page? Like, So if you're not listening to the media, who are you fucking listening to? I'm doing my own research, motherfucker. You got Cs in college, like, cause you couldn't. But you couldn't read. So what are you doing? Like, no. Like, you're not equipped to do the research. You know? Cause again, mm-hmm. who are you? Who are you, who, are you, who are you researching? Where are you? Where are you doing your readings? Again, is it Fred from YouTube? Like, that's not a source. Cause where is he getting his stuff from? So it's like, we have a huge problem right now with this. Um, and I think that it's, a, it's even bigger when you start thinking about it because, again, a vaccine only works if, if almost everybody takes it, right? <laughs> so when you start getting the vaccine, one, does it even work? And then, two, have you now gotten people that are so distrusting of the government, so distrusting of science? Because that's the other thing, too. Now we've gotten to, like, people gotten to the point where they distrust everything. You distrust the media. You distrust uh, your government. And now you're distrusting science. so what are we doing? What where are, where are
3: we? Right. And it absolutely like this is specifically like anti-vaxxers and the broader like movement in that regard has been, has been really picking up steam for the last, like maybe what, three or four years.
2: They have some big names. And, in
3: them too. and they got some big names, big names, big influencers, big celebrities. Wasn't
2: it like, I, I don't in know. I, I don't, I don't follow tennis. Um, but, like, who's the dude from the, the like, number one player in tennis uh, who just got, apparently, um, he just got diagnosed with COVID because he's, uh, him and his wife are apparently anti-vaxxers, and he was having this whole, ah, oh, I can't remember what his name is, and then he went and did um, this, like, uh, this this camp or something like that with a bunch of other people, and they got COVID. And I'm just like, this yeah. is what you're dealing with. People are more likely uh, to- What's
3: tra- her name? Uh, uh, Evangeline Lily. Remember in the beginning uh, of COVID? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now you have to balance that, you know. And and, and honestly, you know, we were always as as black people. We, it, it's so weird because out of everybody, you should have a distrust for the government. I actually feel like we are not as much as we should. Like anybody who's, if anybody should be anti vaxxer or anti, it really should be black people in this country because of what we've got, we've been through. Um,
3: oh no, and there are definitely black people that are. <laughs> oh no, and oh, no, no,
2: no, no, wrong. There definitely are. but I feel like there should be more, way more um, when you think about everything that we've gone through. Uh and what this country has done to us. Um
3: agreed, but we but, also have common fucking sense. Like well, I think again, right, you know, you're right. Yeah. We have a we have a we have a healthy level of distrust from our government because mm-hmm. we know the history of it. But now now over the years now, it has gotten it is increased into kind of like the Facebook conspiracy theory corner, right? right? But I it's so crazy. I think rose said this to me once. She was like with like black hotepi or conspiracy, like really extreme conspiracy theory people that are black, it's frustrating because there is a kernel of truth right. of what what <laughs> right. they're feeling.
2: Right, they're not entirely wrong. It's just like, but again, it's that thing of when you have just enough knowledge to be dangerous, and that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You have just enough. Mm-hmm. There's just enough kernels of truth in what you're saying, but you don't have you don't have the comprehension and the nuance to put it all together. To, yep. to formulate Absolutely. an actually educated opinion or educated thought, and so and, th- and that happens a lot of things. Um, but what I was going to say is, especially under this government, though. Like, do you trust anything under this? Like, that's the thing. It's like this. We've now gotten to the government again where we like, you don't trust. You can't trust anything the Trump administration does because mm-hmm. all about it's all about making him look good. He would absolutely fast track. Like when you find out that they they had they fast tracked the antibody test, and it turns out the antibody tests were pretty much worthless.
3: Man, and I took an antibody test. I did too. Because I went to, and so, and when I read that article, what it is, was it the New York Times or the Washington Post that wrote that article this mm-hmm. week? And when I read it, I'm just sitting here like, and so, because when I, mine's came back negative, and I was like, something in my gut was telling me that doesn't seem right. Right. But the fact that the, the FDA didn't approve the not all of the places that they got it, mm-hmm. so you had certain states that had a twenty percent success rate, where they bought it from like from their some of their um, testing places from like overseas and like other places. It's like our government is in a bad fucking way. You know what I mean? Like we are we are in a crisis, and let's be honest, I understand. We don't, we don't have. We don't, I understand, we have, we understand we have,
2: the mis- We don't have a common government. government. We don't have a competent government. Let's just be honest with it. No, we don't. At some point, we, we, need to, we need to have the understanding that we have, the uh, United States is now that, is now that country and that government that, that, that we like to claim, uh, point at other, other countries at. We are that country. Mm-hmm. It's now us. And we need to have the understanding that that's where we're at now because we do not have a comp- competent government. And it's, and it's not just Trump. You know? Nope. It's everyone. It's everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is up there. Everyone is complicit. You know. And yep. it's like we need to have that understanding. And I'm sorry, and let me be more clear on that when I say everyone. I mean Republicans. Cause I'm tired of people yeah. also sitting there going like, oh, the Democrats are doing this. Like the Democrats are doing the best they can. They don't we, we they don't they don't run the government, unfortunately. You know? So we're doing the best we can. And now now if, if Biden wins in the fall and, and, and Democrats take over the Senate and they can start undoing some of this stuff, and then don't. Then we can talk about them. But right now, I want to focus on again, just like I said, let's focus on the things that we do all agree. Let's focus on the people that are actually in charge. Let's focus on the people that are actively not doing what they need to do. Let's focus on the fact that I, you know, I wish I could find. I'm not going to play the clip because I'm going to do a great moment right by post and we can get out of here. But you know, let's focus on the fact that Ron DeSantis, uh, two months ago had that defiant press conference where we talking about people should owe him an apology. And you know, he was right to open the, the state back up and all this other stuff. And turns out that, um, 9,000 cases in a day,
3: uh, DeSantis is Florida. Yeah. Can we have an honesty moment? Mm-hmm. I,
2: would
0: taken, I would have taken,
3: I would have taken, uh, Andrew Gillum, Gillum on meth.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, Andrew Gillum on meth, I would have worked. He would have, he would have, um, but no, I mean, it's like Ron DeSantis made, Ron DeSantis, I, and I don't think people really understand how much Ron DeSantis has fucked up in Florida yet. Because um, remember, not only did he reopen Florida and was fine about it, saying, no, we did this, and you know we were the number one case, and we're, our case is going down, you know, and nobody's going to talk about that because it doesn't fit their narrative. And I'm like, now your cases are going up, dude. But here's the thing that makes it worse.
3: They are breaking records in cases.
2: But here's what makes it worse. Because of what Florida did and because of what Ron DeSantis did in rushing to reopen, he also then became the number one spot for all these sports uh, uh, agencies to come in and run their reopening for their seasons. So you have baseball. You have basketball. supposed to be opening up next month with their whole plan in Orlando to basically have a shortened end of the season with them – uh sequestering the, the players and their families in Orlando because eh, millionaires love being sequestered in a place, right? That's going to happen. That's going to work out Wasn't so Wasn't
3: him good. and Trump uh together this week signing a piece of the of of the border wall?
2: I'm not sure. I'm probably not probably not DeSantis. Might have been somebody else. It
3: might have been I'm sorry. It might but, have been another it might have been another but, governor. My right. fault.
2: But, um, but yeah,
3: it but, yeah. So we
2: got that Sir uh, uh, you fucked up. Um, uh, Dana White in the UFC told other sports, "If you want to come back and open your sports, come to come to Florida." So everybody came to Florida, and now Florida is spiking. Wow! Good job, guys. Good job. That's going to turn out swimmingly. That's going to go out. Great. Didn't,
3: they, didn't the NBA just do uh, testing and they had like four? Uh, yeah, three no, no, or
2: four players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several players have been. T- Here's the thing: nobody's. Again, I haven't really been covering it. Maybe Deepon will cover it on his show. But, like, like, what happens when one of your what, – what happens when the player – like, what happens when LeBron gets COVID? You still going to finish – is it still worth it to finish the season when the star players aren't – I mean, like, none of it makes sense. None of it makes any sense. It's like, say your ass is home. We don't need sports. We don't need that. It's not essential. Uh, WWE. Ron DeSantis made WWE an essential business. And they've been having people test positive for COVID. Like, this has been dumb. Really, really dumb. You have Texas all of a sudden is trying to roll back what they did because they didn't, they want to do the whole thing of it's just blue stage, we're ahead of it, blah, blah, blah. Now, Texas, uh, Governor Abbott is out there. One, he's paused the reopening, shut shut down their bars again. He so said bars can't do it. I think Florida's now coming to say that bars can't serve alcohol anymore. Um, but Texas is now saying that he's now, he, he's not going to mandate that they wear, wear masks because he can't, again, machoism, right? Can't admit that you were wrong. And wants the freedoms, and doesn't want to deal with that. But he's highly encouraging all the citizens in, in, in Texas to wear masks. Motherfucker, just to sign the bill and tell people they're mandated to wear it. Just do it. Tell people it's mandated Tell people with this mandated, but he can't, right? Because he's also the one that kind of praised that that, her, the, uh, the, that salon owner who who broke the broke the law when they were mandated when she was mandated to wear a mask and well, mandated to stay closed, and she she opened up anyway, and I believe the government sided with her on that. So now, the, the, you know, COVID at their doorstep, filling up their ICU units. And they got egg on their face, and they can't admit they were fucking wrong. This is where we're at. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um. All right. Last thing. We're gonna um. Cause it's been a while since I've done a great moments on white privilege, so I felt like it was just time to um to bring it back, and I think I have the right story for it. So. <laughs> So great moments of white privilege. I think the reason why I haven't been really been doing a great moments of white privilege for these for 2020 is like, I feel like every story we tell is a great moments of white privilege. Um, but this one, this one, I just, it was mwah, perfect. Just so great. Snapchat, Snapchat apologizes and removes Juneteenth filter that asks you to b- smile to break chains. Snapchat apologized for its now removed Juneteenth filter, telling CNBC on Friday that it went live without being approved through his review process. Using the Pan-African flag as a backdrop of the filter, the app prompted users to smile, which then caused chains to appear behind them and break. We deeply apologize to members of the Snapchat community who found the lens this lens offensive. A diverse group of Snapchat team members were involved in developing the concept. Our version of the lens that went live for Snapchatters this morning had not been approved through our review process. We are investigating why this mistake occurred so we can avoid it in the future, a Snapchat spokesperson told CNBC in a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Smile to break
3: the chains. Yeah, I saw a video of it and I was just like, this is very awkward and who did this?
2: Smile to break the chains. Cause that's what you you know you know I just it just I, I just want it just want you once you guys stop being racist <laughs> stop being racist stop letting the police kill us I don't I didn't ask for chain breaking filters on Snapchat to smile to break the chains like I just what, what who thought this through. I love they say, we had a diverse team to come up with. It's like, how many black people were there? Be honest. How many black yeah, people?
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I was just like, uh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I do want to, okay. I
2: do, sometimes I do wish I was in the room. Not to make the decision to tell you they shouldn't do it. I, I would have been in the room going like, really? Y'all think that's a good idea? Wait, wait, You think otherwise? I'm like, I'm just here to just, I, just, I'm. You guys do the. Do you guys do what you guys want to do? I just want to. I just want to be in the room to see how the pitch happened and how it went through. It. Cause they say it didn't go through the review process, but I'm like, somebody reviewed it. It got it. It got made. Some like some. It, it went through. It, it might not have gone to the final review, but somebody reviewed it. Somebody saw it, and somebody was like, yeah, put
3: it live. But I just feel like the chains didn't even need the, need to be there in general. You could have just had the Juneteenth flag thing, and I think it would have been fine, honestly.
2: No, no, it would have been. It would have the,
3: been. Breaking the chains is where I have to draw the line. where I'm just like, why was there chains in the first place? I just don't.
2: Like, when you smile, the chains appear, and then they break, too. So it's like, not even like the chains were there before you smiled. It's just like you're doing too much, and why?
3: We didn't need the chains. Didn't need
2: the chains. Just, we and I want to know if somebody. Somebody in the group says,
3: "Hey, hey, hey!
2: Do we need the chains?" And somebody was like, "Yeah, it's the point."
3: <laughs> not that it's the point. I don't. I really don't want to wish. I don't. I want to hope and pray that is not the discussion they had like oh we're not doing the change what is the point of this filter i mean you know?
2: i mean i don't know i don't know oh boy i don't know um all right well joy thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the same check it's good to hear from you good to hear you're doing well um I was gonna ask you what else do you have coming up other than uh, hopping on with Row and I on third on Tuesday. <laughs> uh
3: yeah, months. I mean I've been I've been still doing reviews of MTR, so check out all the many of interviews and, and whatnot that we've done. Uh, Ro and I have content coming out for we interviewed the director of Good Trouble, the John Lewis documentary, so that should be coming out soon, um, as well as our review for that. I'm obviously reviewing on the premium channel, uh, the five bloods. I just wrote a review for miss Juneteenth for the playlist. And I got a pretty, really big interview for, for Rotten Tomatoes. that's coming out soon that I'm excited to drop. So, um, I've been, I've been trying to keep myself busy. I'm getting back into the swing of things, you know, these freelance publications don't really got budget. So I'm trying to make do, uh, but I can't complain.
2: Good. Glad to hear that. Well, When the stuff drops. Let us know, and we'll definitely point people to all the stuff you're you're doing. So, uh, and again, folks, I'll be back uh, hopefully next in the next month. Uh, hopefully, we'll also be here at the end of July. So, um, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.